Well, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh my, my, oh my, you are on fire, man. You're just cranking it out on that synthesizer over there. You got your pint glass, wait for a tip. I got a tip for you. You better get a rake because the leaves are turning up here in the northeast portion of portion of the United States of America. Hi, this is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. That's the musical director of this program, Jungle Jim, sitting over in the in his L.L. Bean top, warming up in a nice uh, flannel shirt, preparing for autumn, which begins later this week, uh, recording this podcast on September 20th, on the tail end, the official tail end of summer, which really ends on Labor Day, and the beginning and the birth of autumn, autumn in New York, autumn in Vermont, all the leaves, people drive for miles to see the leaves turning. Of course, we're recording this podcast in the basement studio located along the shores of the mighty Seneca River, the beautiful Seneca River that flows all the way, all the way to the Oswego River, all the way to the Great Lake of Ontario. And my gosh, it is a great lake. Lake Ontario feeds into the mighty St. Lawrence Seaway past 1,000 islands out to the Atlantic Ocean around the world, just like my voice. Or if you make a left, you're going to go right over to Buffalo, New York. Had a huge win last night. My goodness, the Buffalo Bills just destroyed the Tennessee Titans last night, and they are really looking hot this year. The Bills, not the Titans. Or you could go a little north up to Toronto, beautiful city in Toronto, lovely this time of year, catch some great theater, some great cuisine, Uh, go over Niagara Falls, and all those other great lakes, Huron, Erie, Superior, Michigan, not in that order, but they're all big, 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 big bodies of water. Big, big bodies of water. Huge bodies of water. Speaking of bodies, Jim, jungle, here's a segue. I was, um, I got up the other morning, like I tried, I try to get up almost every morning, and I get up the other morning, and I'm, I'm in the bathroom, and, um, you know, I, I like to, you know, trying to get the soap. I had to get new soap, you know, our, our soap dispenser, our, our, we get this little bottle, this little bottle of soap we have in the bathroom, you know, where you, you pump on it, and I couldn't get the new pump to work. And uh, as I was pumping that soap, you know, pumping the pump on that bottle and get the soap to come out. For some reason, and a reason that I probably shouldn't elaborate into here, it just reminded me of something else. Pumping that bottle, say, come on, come on, pumping that bottle, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. Not that anybody ever really said hurry up. Uh, slow it down, slow it down. Pump, 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 and finally, if you're pumping and pumping and pumping, the soap comes out, and then it comes out, it comes out. And I thought to myself, what does that remind me of? Huh. And then I realized, as a light bulb went over my head at 5.30 in the morning, I thought to myself, someone who designed that product, someone who designed, you know, these bottles of soap, and even now, you know, the the popular bottles of a hand sanitizer, all these things that go way back, and the pump, and you pump and you pump and you pump and you pump until it comes out. Somebody in a design room, somebody in a product room somewhere, they were trying to figure out a way. You know, how can we make? How can we? How can we make? Uh, you know, because one day, at one time, it was bar soap. You had bar soap. Bar soap was disgusting. I don't know if anybody here ever used bar soap, but I grew up with it in the era of bar soap. And let me tell you, bar soap was gross. You know, just it stayed in the shower. It hung there. It didn't, if you're lucky, it hung there. If it didn't hang there, it was in a soap dish. And after a while, it kind of blended into the soap dish, and you couldn't tell the soap from the gook. Or worst case scenario, you could use the bar soap and there'd be a hair in it. There's always one hair. There's always a dark hair. Do the math. In the middle of a bar soap. 
in the bathroom, in the shower. And in those days, if you were like on the you know football team or something, you'd share, say, hey, can I borrow your soap? Sure, and you'd be lathering up with somebody's bar soap. Really gross. I can't imagine bar soap using it today. I can't, Im I can't imagine anybody using bar soap today. So somebody, somebody realized that bar soap with the with the hairs in it and uh, getting all goopy in the shower and, you know, touching everything. So there's got to be a better way to get soap out, you know, instead of barring it up. You know, and you got in the soap dish by the sink and it gets all wet and it's just like a bottle, a big pile of goop. And somebody thought, well, what if we put it in a bottle and we have the soap come out of the bottle somehow or the, you know, the container? Hmm. We could pour it. Yeah, you don't want to pour it because then we can't regulate it. If we pour it, it's going to be too fast and people are going to not want it. There's got to be a way to regulate it. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody in that room, somebody in that room made a correlation in their head and said, hmm, how do we get that soap to ejaculate out of that bottle? How do we Wait a minute. And apparently somebody before they went to work that day, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking they had a they had it on their mind and they thought, all you gotta do is pump it, pump it, pump it, pump it, pump it, and boom, there's the soap. Based on probably that earlier in the day. And then it dawned on me that the human body, our anatomy, is the inspiration for almost all the inventions and the products that we use in our world, and even the language that we use, and even the the, the terminology for, for our, our highways. You, know, you, hear the, you used to hear the traffic reports. You hear the morning traffic reports, you know, the main artery on such and such highway. The main artery on 481 South is really closed. That artery is really clogged up. And there's nothing good about hearing an artery is clogged up. If you hear an artery is clogged up during rush hour, it's like, oh, crap, man. Well, now what do I do? If you hear your artery is clogged up, you're screwed. You're, I'm sorry, your, your artery is clogged up. And there's, you know, we have to, we're going to have to bypass it. So what do they do? What do they do when your arteries clogged on your body? You get a bypass. I'm gonna, we're gonna get a bypass. And what do you do on the highway? You look for the bypass, which takes you into the artery, which is clogged up. So it's a little bit different, but you're still in the body, you're still in the artery, and you're still in the bypass, and you're still in a body part driving to work that gets clogged up. Driving to work, getting all clogged up in that artery. After you pump it up with the soap in the morning, you're all pumped up because you pumped up that soap and got it out, hopefully not too fast. And uh, now you're, you're clogged up on the artery going to work. Next thing you know is you cut somebody off on the artery and they, they roll down their window and say, hey, fuck you. Now, how do you take that? A lot of people get angry when somebody says that to them. I view it when somebody says that to me is that they're flirting with me because uh, essentially, they're they're telling me that I'm attractive enough where they would want to have some type of sexual encounter with me because they're saying "fuck you, screw you," huh? Do, screw me? Well, sorry, I'm not in the mood. So where where does that come from? And why do people get upset when somebody? Why do people get so mad when somebody says that? I mean, they're they're saying that essentially you're attractive enough where they would say that to you, where you're appealing to them. It's not like they're saying, gross me out. Yeah. I remember when somebody said to me, you know, it really confuses me as somebody says, I don't want you, but why don't you go fuck yourself? You know, if you sit back and just break that sentence down, hmm, 
you really can do it. And and, and most people in adolescence, everybody, every, let's face it, everybody really does it. People just don't admit to it, but everybody really does it. I mean, it really takes you, you know, why don't you go do it yourself? Sure. That's, and you know what? As a matter of fact, somebody did fuck themselves. And because of that, we have the pump soap because it's a part of the anatomy, the pump soap. Because of our veins in our system, we have highways, highway veins and arteries. And you know what's really something? When you used to have maps, not, not so much now with the GPS, but when you used to have, they were different colors, just like your veins. You had blue ones and red ones and green ones. You know, all over. If you, if you ever look at a map, if you can look at like a, a map of highways of the curtain, that's what they are, like veins, all different colors and numbers. And one can get clogged up. You know, when you have a little construction on, you, little, you know, one gets constipated. I mean, my God, think of the garden hose. How do you think, how do you think that, how do you think the concept for the hose, now it's not going to take, now it's really, it's not a stretch of the imagination to think, where does the concept for the hose come from? Now, if I got to explain where the concept of the hose comes from, we have a real problem. Just think about it. Think about, for those of you that use a hose, think about it. Jim, Jungle Jim, I know you use a hose. You're hosing all the time. You're a hoser. I know you are, but, but think about it. If you're using a hose, a, your everyday garden hose, which, by the way, we used to drink out of, now you buy water, you, know, you buy bottles of water, and some people say some water tastes better than the other. Oh, you got to get that water. You know, some guy's, in a, some guy's in a lake up the street putting those in plastic. Oh, you got to try this. It's bottled water. It's bottled. It's really good. Oh, my God. This water is so good. Why is that water? It's so cold. It's called ice. It's called ice. The water is so cold. It's called ice. The water is so cold. It's called ice. It's ice. It's ice. It's ice. Put ice in the water, and it's ice water. But you don't have to get in the bottle. Oh, I'm going to freeze it. I'm going to freeze it. Oh, I'm going to freeze the bottle of water. I'm going to bottle ice water. Oh, my God. Anyway, the hose. Think about the hose. Think about if you ever saw, you know, your neighbor back in the day hosing and shaking the hose. And I mean, it doesn't take, it, believe me, it's not a stretch to figure out where the hose came from. You know, one day sometime way, way back, some dude was going to the bathroom. And he thought to himself, or herself, but I think it was a him, but he thought, hmm, this thing, you know, this kind of works well. I have a strong stream. I seem to be able to, uh, wait a minute, if I was able to take this and manufacture it to that, then the house could essentially pee. Or the fire department uses the hose on the, it's a, everybody, everybody, you know, people like say, oh, that's phallic. Oh, that's such a phallic symbol. Well, think about the hose putting out a fire, for God's sakes. Oh, my God. How erotic. You got the hose. That's why the people are crazy with fire. You know, you got the hose, and the hose is shooting. So where does the design from the hose? Now, again, they don't teach you that in designs. Where does the design for the hose come from? Where did this great concept from the human body? How many, you know, when you put up your holiday lights, I got to get a sip of water. I'm so fired up, I got to get a sip of water. Hmm. For the record, this water that I'm drinking, for the record, that water right there is from the tap. It's not from a bottle. It's from the tap because where I live, you do have to pay a water bill. So if you think I'm paying a water, why would I pay a water bill and then go to the grocery store and buy a bottle of water on top of that? So this water's in, this is old school. It's from a, it's, it's from a tap in the kitchen, poured into, you know, open up the tap, water comes out of the tap, and it goes into a glass. And then or in this case, a mug, and then, then I have a mug of water. And I don't have to worry about the mug's glass. I don't have to worry about recycling the mug because I'm going to wash the mug and then reuse the mug. I'm not going to have all these plastic... Where do all these plastic bottles of water go? 
oh, it's so great to have bottled water. It's so great. It's so good for the environment. It's good for the environment. Where do all these plastic bottles go? There's going to be bazillions of plastic bottles. Look at the crap they pull out of the ocean. They pull out of the body of water, which is the plasma of our Earth, they're pulling out bottles of water. Bottles of water out of bodies of water. So our, our great body of water, the ocean, is being um, infested with bottles of water, empty bottles of water, going into the ocean. It's garbage because we don't want to drink water from the tap or wherever we get water. I can't figure that out. But as you hang up holiday lights or anytime, you know, every anytime I remember the first time my father was an electrician. I remember the first time like, I was helping my father, you know, and uh, I, I just didn't have it in me. I just, you know, it wasn't, it's not in my skill set. It was in this skill. Boy, you want to see frustration. Soon your father realizes that the son doesn't have any type of mechanical or uh, vocational skills in, in that area. And um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're doing stuff and he's an electrician. He says, well, you know, uh, get, get the end of the extension cord and make sure you make sure you have it so the male and the female are lined up. Uh-huh. What, what? Make sure you have it so the cords, so the male and the female cord are lined up. And I'm saying, well, what do you mean by that? And my father said, you know, this is the male. This is the male end. And that's the end with the prongs coming out. And this is the female end. That's the end with, you know, the, the holes that you push the male end into. Huh. So essentially, when you plug cords in, when we plug our holiday Christmas lights in or holiday lights around the house and you're plugging the male, you know, you're screwing it. The male, the male got the male's got to get plugged into the female. You gotta you have to plug the male into the female. Now that could be carried in any area. It doesn't have to be male and female, obviously, but you gotta you gotta put the one into the other. And when the one goes into the other, hey, whoa. Because if you plug the male into the female correctly, you're going to light up your house. Kind of like a, a a metaphor. If you plug the male into the female correctly, you're gonna light it up, baby. You're gonna. But if you if you don't plug them in correctly, it ain't gonna work. You know, plug them in, baby. Plug them in. You plug them in, and all lights. And then you know, sometimes, just like in the real world, because you know, we do all have situations. Sometimes it could happen where you plug the male into the female, and the lights don't go on. Ooh, ooh, that ain't good. That ain't good. Plug it. Oh, the lights ain't going on. Of course, if the lights aren't going on when you plug the male into the female, oh, it's got to be something. It's got to be the breaker. It's got something's wrong with them. It's not me. It's got to be the breaker box. It can't be the male end. It's got it. Something's wrong with the. Oh, maybe the cord is tied up. Go see if the breakers are on. It's got to be something big. Something big's making this happen. Everything, everything we use in life, I believe, is is based on and the language we use. And when you use it, so you can go into the grocery store and you can ask where the melons are. And you can say those are beautiful melons and you're fine. Then again, if you're in someone's house and someone's holding melons and you say those are beautiful melons, you could be in trouble. Or nuts, melons, the food products. And, and, and how, did nuts, how did nuts get associated with testicles? Because testicles look like nuts. I love your nuts. Wait a minute. I love your nuts. Oh, I love salty nuts. Oh, okay, it's not funny anymore. Stop it. Oh, what a beautiful melon. Stop it. It's not funny anymore. It depends where you are. It all depends on the context you use them in. Yes, yes. I love those nuts. They're so salty. I love your salty nuts. Stop it. But it, but it does. It can go, and go any way you want. From nuts, from soup to nuts. The English term from soup to nuts, which comes from the old, old England when they actually... 
uh, would start every meal with soup, and then they would end every meal with nuts. And that's where the phrase from soup to nuts comes from. But every everything we every everything we say in our in our in our vernacular, in our rhetorical uh, speech, which is a redundant word anyways, is uh, has all types of innuendos. You know, I got a bone to pick with you. I got, hey, I got a bone to pick with you. Well, you just plug the female into the male end and that bone will be picked, okay? Yeah. Don't get clogged down the arteries. Make sure you pump. Oh, my God, I got that salt. That salt's got to get pumped up. Oh, my God, that salt's got to get pumped up. Holy smokes. Man, I got to tell you. This is the stuff that goes through my head when I'm just kind of walking around. It's, it's really not a healthy place to be up there, but... But, it, but it's, you know, we just say these things and it doesn't matter. I mean, well, it doesn't matter, but it always takes on. And sometimes you can say things and it all comes down to how you say it. You know, please pass the nuts. Please pass those nuts. <laughs> That'll get you in trouble. Speaking of getting in trouble, that's right. So everything I believe in the human are, are products um, from um, balls. Balls. Don't lose your balls. <laughs> to uh, arteries on the highway, to soup, to nuts, to the pumping soap, to the garden hose, to the electrical male, female. All these products are all stimulated, they're all inspired by the human body. And the inventors, I don't know that they sit around and say, hmm, hmm. I think if, if we take the, the outlet and we make the outlet a vagina, and then we take this plug and we call it a penis, and if we plug the penis into the vagina, we're going to have electricity. And you know, we can extend it and we can have more penises and more vaginas and we can have we can have a large, large cord made up of connectors. But you always have to make sure the male and the female, which could cause problems these days, you know, they could have male and the female are connecting. Penis and vagina. And for God's sakes, don't, the, don't piss on it because if the garden hose gets on it, you're going to get electrocuted. That's right. That's right. Just try that. Let's design it that way and we'll plug it in. Electricity will burst, burst out there. But make sure you wash your hands and pump, 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 pump. Hey, I hear you, Jungle Jim. This is Tim Marr. This is Failing Up. Bye-bye.